0: This podcast is brought to you by ACN, your source for the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello Funky listeners and welcome to yet another episode of Funk Radio. And this is your host, Kyle.
2: And this is your host Peter, but Kyle, this isn't just yet another episode. It's I know, great. this is a
1: very special episode for all you children out there.
2: And adults as well. And adults. And adults who are children.
1: At heart. Um yes, for those of you that what don't about know
2: the man children. Yes, them Ma- too.
1: Man children are probably most of our audience. And children um, men. <laughs> I just imagine, like, little boys that have, like, the faces of old men. That's really disturbing. You would
3: think about little boys. What's wrong with you? Yeah, right? You would think about old men. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> yes, for those of you that uh, can count, this is our 100th episode, oh, okay. which yay. Actually, yeah. yay, actually coincides fairly nicely with our two-year anniversary, which just passed about two weeks ago. That's true. So that's about 50 episodes a year. I think we're going strong. Yeah. We take off two weeks for uh, the uh, Christian Christmas holiday.
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? <laughs> we don't actually. Uh, More like we
2: don't... are gone for a month and then come back into a book. Yeah, day. exactly. We take a, we take a sabbatical.
1: Um, so yes, this is our 100th episode. And in honor of that, we have some very awesome guest stars returning to us. Peter.
2: Hi, I'm Peter. I'm not a Peter is,
1: Peter is a guest star who has yeah. guested on every single episode. That's true. That I, because this is my show. <laughs> God, this is God. my circus.
2: <laughs> Joining us today, we have Moo Schroeder. Yo. And we have Eric. Hello. And we have Andrew. Hi. 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 <laughs> a... We have, Moo has been oh, on before, nice but on. the other two have, uh, this is their their first funky time here with us, so.
3: Oh, man, you pop their, their funky virgin cherries. That's excellent. Yes. Yes. You pop their
1: wild cherries. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Peter, what are we uh, talking about on this very special cent- Centurion episode? What did we end up calling ourselves, Centurions? Cause
2: well, this is like the functennial.
1: Yes, thank the- you, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Or something. Um, so today, I'm not sure why we thought of talking about this of all things, but we <laughs> we decided that we were thinking recently, a couple of weeks ago, we were thinking that um, racism in our culture historically has shaped the music industry kind of as we know it, and people don't really think about that, but there are certain genres of music that you could argue that would either not exist at all or be extremely different if racism, I mean, particularly against, um, against African Americans, I mean, you could argue that music would be very different today, you know, if there wasn't that historical, you know, racism happening in our culture. So we, I guess we kind of just want to talk about like the th- things that have been caused by that and ways we think it it may have been different had the, that not happened.
1: We would never have "Fight the Power."
2: That's very true. We would not have the song "Fight the Power," by Public Enemy, which is a good song. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess to, just to start us off, I mean, like, for example, I mean, uh, Kyle, one of the, one of the, in one of our very first episodes, see, we're, mm-hmm. we're going back to the old stuff here, um, we talked about kind of the history of like the civil rights movement in America and uh, how soul and even like early hip hop were kind of driven by this social movement in America. and. Soul, we were talking about how soul comes a lot from uh, the hardships, uh, you know, that Black people had, mm-hmm. you know, in our in our country, and it's like, if those things weren't happening, would we even have soul music as it was today? Which would eventually, more or less, uh, translate into funk music, you know, ten, twenty years later, and then so on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately soul as a genre kind of was an amalgamation of blues and gospel music, you know, in their heyday. And both of those were directly spurned out of the hardships of African Americans going all the way back to, especially with the blues going all the way back to slavery times. Right. Um, and a lot of the songs that they would sing, I guess, while working, um, they whistle while they work. Um, (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Um, well, they did. Uh, yeah they didn't whistle happy tunes (laughs) but they whistled um yeah really um and i think those initial i guess genres that kind of set off you know things like soul and doo-wop and r&b and all that stuff in the 50s and 60s were birthed out of sort of the hardship that african americans came to I don't want to say fully realized, but came to the forefront of their minds after World War II, especially. Because, yeah. you know, World War II, everyone fought alongside each other. But once, you know, we were fighting a common enemy, and once that was all over, with once we defeated the Germans and the Japanese, blacks were like, wait a second, we fought alongside you guys and died as well, like, and yet you were being treated just as we always were, as second-class citizens. Right. And I think that especially in like the early 50s through the 60s with the birth of the civil rights movement, I think that came to the forefront of a lot of people's minds, yes. especially because of, I guess, going back to historically, the white flight that you saw after the war where a lot of GIs, white GIs were leaving the cities and moving to suburbs, thus leaving the cities to be occupied by poor minorities. Mm-hmm. and us ghettos and stuff. I guess were kind of created back then, so to speak. That's true. Yeah, history.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, that's a bit of history for you, for you people out there. Um, so, I guess to get the discussion, to bring some of these other <laughs> fine people into our discussion here. Um, yay! Yay! I mean, can you guys think of other ways, maybe, that like historically racism has kind of shaped music? I mean, beyond like what. We were just talking about because I mean I know like hip hop is a big one as well,
4: Mm
2: -hmm. um. But I don't know what do you what do you other guys
4: think? If you have any ideas, aside from hip hop and blues and rock and roll, there's also well definitely jazz for sure.
2: That's a good. That's a good point.
4: Yeah, it has a really rich, varied history that is definitely stricken with racism. Mm -hmm. in that you know back in the day they would have all black jazz clubs and white people would actually go into the inner city to see these black jazz clubs and kind of be in that atmosphere and kind of feel cool because you're you know you're indulging in african-american culture at a time when racism was still really rampant so yeah jazz definitely plays into that narrative in a big way
2: yeah that's a good um, before we um, started the show, Moo, you were asking me if we could bundle in, um, what was it you said? Not Discrimination. Race, discrimination in general? Yeah. Um, did you have anything particularly in mind? I did, but they're not as deep as these, man. Well, go ahead. I mean, like... <laughs> we're here to talk <laughs> it was, about everything. So. This is <laughs> heavy shit, bro.
3: Um no, I was um, I was sitting around and I remembered uh, a while back my dad showed me this uh, Randy Newman song um, "Short People," which is basically um, let me I have the lyrics in front of me. Okay. But it goes, "Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live." And it goes on and on <laughs> about how short people are are um, like useless. They should die. Wow. Um, short people got nobody to love. They got little baby legs that stand so low. You got to pick them up. Just say hello um and it just keeps going what the but, heck um, <laughs> Is that real? Wow. yeah this is totally real but here's the thing um in the middle of this this whole song um you have this one chorus that goes short people are just the same as you and i a fool such as i all men are brothers until the day they die it's a wonderful world so here's the uh the the entire purpose of this song wasn't oh midgets or piece of shit it was this
2: that's the first time we've said that on the show by the way
3: yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's this this satirical like your discrimination's stupid like are you are you really being discriminatory because someone's short like what the fuck is wrong with you so so you're going to be discriminated towards black people towards asians towards other white people towards anybody like what are you doing so So, it's um, kind
1: of it's using the fact that being discriminatory against short people is so ridiculous to show that being discriminatory against anyone is ridiculous. Right. Correct?
3: Basically, yeah. Like, that, yeah, I mean, he- that's what the song is about. But here's the thing. The time it came out, people took it seriously. Oh, God. Because, you know, <laughs> people are really stupid. Yeah. So they didn't take it as that, that satirical irony that is the song. They took it as...
1: Well, Randy Newman's Newman's a dick, and
3: (laughs) let me see. I had the Wikipedia up too because it was so ridiculous. Um, Apparently, there was, oh God, where is it? Okay, no, that's not it either. Sorry, give me give me two seconds. Okay, two seconds. (laughs) Okay, got it. So in 1978... It actually was two seconds, I'm impressed. And I've read other things, yeah. In 1978, legislation was introduced in the state of Maryland to make it illegal to play short people on the radio. (laughs) The bill didn't pass, but the fact that it actually came out is how serious people actually took this song. Wow. Wow.
4: Yeah. Surprising Um, forward thinking that they would get legislature to protect midgets because of this pop song. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Good for them.
3: But yeah, so it's just this this completely ridiculous song, and it's not. I mean, I'm not gonna say, "Oh man, it changed music forever." I will say Randy <laughs> Newman's satirical music in general. Chain. I think it it kind of introduced like a different way of writing songs a mm. bit, kind of, um, or popularized it maybe. But it just this one song like really stood out to me when I was mm. thinking about this topic. It's an interesting also. Point obligatory taylor swift here oh um thank so you. her most recent song that um shake 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 it off i think it's called
4: it's yeah. the one with the twerking video right
3: yeah, 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 yeah the one with the yeah. twerking apparently a bunch of people are pissed saying it's racist because uh, this is a yeah. bunch she of, uh, shaking off uh, so ba- there's a bunch of african-american oh. chicks uh twerking hmm. and it's i believe i'm trying to remember the video right now um <laughs> I believe it's only black chicks that are twerking. There isn't anybody else other than T. Swizzle there. So they're saying it um, is this racist view on um, African-American people, basically. What's
2: racist about it, though?
3: Like, what are they saying? They're saying that, oh, well, why are there only black people twerking? Why isn't it other people as well? Exactly. So, right. so the they're video. saying,
2: why aren't there more white people in this video? <laughs> why aren't there more white people twerking? There it's, are white people yeah. in the video,
4: actually. There are. There's yeah, all there's, there's, there's all there's, kinds of people.
3: There's all kinds of
2: people, which is why yeah.
3: it's actually it actually is kind of a cool video. Um, but I like these twizzle, so that doesn't count. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I think during that segment, it is only African American chicks, and so I believe that's where it's coming from. Hmm.
4: Wait. So it's the controversy same. is that it's just black people twerking in that video.
3: Correct. Is that? just that Uh, one segment yeah wow so people are
4: mad that um black people people are
3: mad that there aren't white people twerking
4: yeah really so wait
1: if you're a white singer you have to have white people in your video but if you're a black singer it's okay to have nothing but black people in your video that seems i don't think it's i
3: don't think it's so much um that it's just that in this video it shows a bunch of different um styles of dance and so, uh, I mean, it's a very distinct, like, hip hop style of dance that involves twerking. It's just, like, where it comes from. Right. But it's, there's no white chicks doing it, I believe. I'm pretty sure. I actually have to check. But yeah, and so that's why people are kind of flipping out about it. Because the other styles of dance, there are other people in it. I think the ballerina number, Um, I think it might be all white chicks, but I got to check that, too.
0: Hmm. So, there actually is uh, a ribbon dancer who is black. So it's not like, uh,. It's not like all of the black people are only twerking. There just is yeah, a section yeah. where all of the twerking people are black. Hmm. And I think it's a really, really bad reading of that music video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the seems coming. like are
1: grasping for straws. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: Yeah. she incorporates all kinds of dancing. And the real joke is that she's not good at any of those kinds of dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> she treats twerking exactly the same way she treats ballet. And to me, she's actually putting them on the same level and saying, to me, twerking is exactly the same as ballet. I'm not valuing ballet because it's more classical or more white or valuing twerking because it's more urban and gritty. She's just like, these are all of these styles of dancing, none of which I am good at, allow me to sort of goof off in the middle of it and yeah, I feel like reading it as racist is really, really. Rough. It's kind of missing the point.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of confused. So, are black people mad that people are saying that they don't, they don't want to be linked to twerking, or are white people mad in that they're like, oh, hey, white people can twerk too? So
3: it's it's true? um it was a let me let me look it up exactly, but I believe it was a black female rapper went to Twitter to um like. Comment on that fact but let me find the exact quote give me give me a bit
4: everything that i've found is actually kind of vague so that's why i'm so confused
1: see what 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 taylor swift should have done is she should have done like the music video for that apex twin window liquor and just put her face on all of the uh dancers (laughs)
0: well there you go
1: (laughs) that would have solved the problem right there
0: there we go nothing but taylor swift's for miles yeah. It was now, would that
1: be technically considered like a white face, or what would that be? I don't know. That might
4: be another <laughs> problem. That, yeah, might have, <laughs> that,
2: that might have... That
1: might
4: have... That might have caused...
3: Oh, take it back. Intrigue. Um, It's a dude. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt?
4: Anyone?
0: Oh, I like Earl's sweatshirt. I'm okay, so Earl Sweatshirt.
3: Okay, so Earl Sweatshirt said, I haven't watched the Taylor Swift video, and I don't need to watch to tell you that it's inherently offensive and ultimately harmful. So he didn't
2: even watch it. No, And he doesn't <laughs> but, <laughs> but
3: other people are um, like, yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, yeah, so because Twitter.
4: Did they yeah, ever yeah. say
1: precisely why? Um, it's racist because we no. say so.
4: No, I mean I can guess why, but I've never seen like a concrete like explanation of why it's racist. But yeah, I mean, so do you guys not feel that it is racist?
1: I haven't seen the video, so unlike him, I'm not going to comment on something I haven't seen. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, the let way- uh, let me- I'll,
1: I'll keep looking,
3: but
2: yeah, people
3: are just, like, getting no, offended
1: by it. The way
2: you guys described, like, the point she's trying to get across, it doesn't sound racist at all. No, it's uh-huh. not. The entire point is like, hey-
3: I mean, the, the song is called Shake It Off, because it's like, shake off the haters, like, it's chill, don't worry about shit so much. And then, like, people are worrying <laughs> about shit a lot,
2: apparently- <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they're not shaking it off.
3: No, they're not. They are definitely not shaking it off. Um, let me see. Where is this segment?
0: Is twerking kind of the uh, like blues of our time? Like black people oh, were doing it. Then Miley Cyrus did it. Like a white person took some Miley and
1: Cyrus is Elvis. <laughs>
4: No. <laughs> and
0: brought it into the mainstream and now like it's no longer okay to listen to the or to view and interact. Okay, here, here just wait. Let I've me never...
3: <laughs> so I take it I to everything I said I take it completely back about only African American chicks being that part because there's a white chick, there's a Latina chick, and I think there are four <laughs> other um African American chicks, but um okay, yeah, but so
1: it still... is mixed. So um, why
2: does Mr. Sweatshirt not like it? Because he didn't see it and he doesn't know what's happening. He's the motherfucker, <laughs> that's why. He doesn't I look agree. Look at shit no. before he
3: talks. He's jumped on Twitter, but yeah. So that's why
1: Twitter is like the bane of human existence. That's going to be. Hey, man, bad
3: thing. Twitter is excellent no. as long as you take everything as a joke.
1: Okay. <laughs> he had a point there. Yes, yeah, so if you, if you realize that everything everyone ever says on the internet is a joke and should be taken with like not even a grain of salt, like an atom. Or, molecule of salt, because salt is not an atom. I know chemistry.
2: That's um, a good point. Yay. Learning about a science. Single,
1: a single molecule of salt, if you realize that, then Twitter is lovely.
4: You know, the Miley the Cyrus to Elvis thing is still blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are hating on Miley Cyrus kind of for the same reasons that Elvis was reviled when he busted out his moves. Yeah. yeah. If that means that Miley Cyrus is the future of dance and music, I'm I'm so afraid, yeah. I'm as afraid as conservatives in Elvis's time. But that, that also, that al- yeah,
1: Elvis, yeah, because remember Elvis would like gyrate and stuff, and all the conservatives back then were like, he's got the devil in his loins, and Miley Cyrus <laughs> has the devil in her ass, apparently.
2: <laughs> Another first time we've said that <laughs> on our show. Please don't. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that statement. Okay, but if she's like Elvis, does that mean that she'll eventually get really fat and then disappear, and then nobody's conspiracies about her death? And then
1: OD on drugs in
2: a a bathroom. Yeah, and then people still think she's alive. We talk about Lindsay Lohan now, or
1: (laughs) yeah, really, or Britney Britney Spears. I guess would be a better. That's true, but
3: she? she came back though. She came back when? big,
1: actually. When? A
3: while there. she did. Did I miss I mean,
1: something? She did.
4: I forgot what song it was, but yeah, suddenly. Did she, she would...
3: had a few songs that were huge, and they were actually she like basically went from like super pop. Uh, what is it? Please don't hit me again. What was, it? What was that song? Hit oh. me, baby, one more time. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <Please> don't <laughs> um, <hit me> again. <laughs> oh, I was thinking <laughs> I combined that with Oops, I did it again. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, so just imagined, wow. I just imagine. I just
1: imagine both Please of those don't songs. Don't
3: hit me again. That's I awful. A, I'm a I just, bad person.
1: I imagine both of those songs playing in the elevator that Ray Rice was in.
2: Oh, God. No. Oh, no.
1: Oh.
4: <laughs> this racism episode is not going the way I thought it would. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, that is a poignant subject. It's not so much yes. racism as... Yes. As... What's the word? Uh, gender discrimination, but... Uh,
3: yeah, I would say it's more gender discrimination. I think probably right? okay
1: when i do find my stop and i'm gonna say this even though it's pro- it's not racist it, it probably is because i'm saying that yeah um, as soon as you say
3: that you know exactly. it's racist but yeah. exactly. you say it, you just have to say it now okay just i'm, gonna, to I'm just gonna say you're it a racist white guy. i'm just
1: gonna say it and we can discuss it and you guys can all hate me okay. um uh, you know the thing with adrian peterson that came out right after ray rice about adrian peterson beating his kid with a switch
4: no oh, oh, oh
1: yeah. really yeah
3: okay yeah. I, I, I didn't follow that but yeah keep going a- adrian
1: sir? peterson he's he plays for like the vikings or something yeah ended up beating his four-year-old kid with with a switch you know like back in the old days when they would cut a stick almost yeah, like yeah, a yeah. little whipping stick yeah um and i guess the kid had bruises and lacerations on him the key took him to a doctor's appointment after that event doctors noticed these things and basically told the proper authorities blew up into this whole big thing. Well, what I'm seeing a lot of, and including figures like Charles Barkley, is a lot of people are coming out, defending his actions, saying, oh, well, he took it overboard, but, you know, that sort of corporal punishment is just part of our culture, so, you know, it's it's not bad that he did it. It's just bad that he did it too much. Okay. And I'm just like... Why are people defending in any way, beating a child with anything other than like an open hand for a spank?
3: That's that's o- my that's my thing with it. I'm o- yeah. I'm okay
1: with spanking. I'm not one of those anti-spanking people. But there's a large large step between that and yeah. hitting a kid with hitting a thing. Yeah, hitting with
3: a thing. Yeah, because I mean the the way I've always thought about it, the way um, be, I mean really the way my my dad taught me is like you use an open hand. Yeah. For main reason being yeah i mean it is a punishment but if i basically if i slap something and it hurts my hand it's hurting way too much for the other person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that that was the whole idea behind my dad using an open hand for me and i'm like okay that makes sense you use your hand because like you can actually feel it on your hand Mm -hmm. but you can tell what's too much Exactly, but if you start using using a
4: fucking stick, and not um, only that, this like, guy yeah. is like how are like a to tell? Football player. That's true too. It's, it's Who a good is thing he wasn't a baseball their player. their entire culture around how they punish their children.
1: It's. I don't think it was like, oh, like you know, this is a foundation of our culture. But like, yeah. I remember one guy on CNN. I was watching after it happened. He's like, you know, oh, this kind of stuff is especially common down in the south, and you know, a lot of people <laughs> still do this stuff. And he's like. Not that I'm saying it's not wrong, but it's just part of our culture. It's like there's <laughs> cultures where they still stone people. That doesn't mean it's a good thing. <laughs> have been doing it
4: for a while and I'm going to do it some more. Yeah. Hey, it's man, like, it's
3: part of our culture. We just throw rocks at women, right?
1: Okay? <laughs> yeah, right?
3: God. And we cut off hands.
1: Yeah, totally okay? normal. nothing wrong do? with that. You so can't could. judge us for that. It's part of our culture.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's uh, like, we I sacrifice see. humans We sacrifice humans to gods and pull out their hearts. It's just part of our culture. Yeah. I bet the Aztecs totally said that when the Spanish came over. And it's they're just like, like, oh. It's
2: just part of our culture, man. Like, it's they're chill. just
1: like, oh, okay, here's some smallpox. Or
2: so, whatever they end up I never thought over. I would say this, but back to racism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
3: okay, I got a, one, one quick comment, Peter. Like, okay. Kyle, why did you even say... At the very beginning, like this might be racist. I wasn't racist at all. Oh, okay,
1: the reason <laughs> no, I was like, constantly... thats probably <laughs> the re... least racist thing in this entire reason... podcast. Okay, 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 okay. The reason it was racist, and we kind of skimmed over that point, so it's okay. Is a lot of the people that came out to defend him were black people.
3: Uh, and now you're. And racist. I'm
1: like, that's really messed up that these people are defending this kind of action as part of black culture.
3: Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Okay, so, I mean, but it kind of no, got a little still, skimmed I still, over. I still so wouldn't like... say that's racist. That's just a cultural difference. Like, I don't know what a cultural
0: difference though. Like, all three, like, except for me, because I happen to disagree. But all three white people here have said that spanking and corporal punishment is just fine for children. Like, none of us said, "Hey, grabbing a switch is cool." But none of the (laughs) black people said, "Hey, grabbing a switch is cool either." They all said, "Look, some corporal punishment is just." part of the culture and he took it too far which is pretty much what we all just said and we're white dudes like the white. idea that when black people say that they're saying that that is part of black culture and we exclude them from it even though white people do it too that's what's racist about it. Mm. so what you're saying is kyle actually was racist yes
2: oh.
4: yes <laughs> kyle actually oh. was racist sorry kyle, sorry, kyle. podcast oh
1: I'm going to go back to my clan meeting, then.
2: <laughs> God. <laughs> Terrible.
0: It's part of your culture. It's okay. Yeah. Right? Those are just cultural meetings.
3: It's a part of yeah, the OC, yeah, exactly. right? Isn't, isn't that a thing in the OC? Aren't there, like...
1: There's totally clansmen in the OC. There was especially there are, Hun- right? Be- you no, know, in Huntington Beach especially, there was a large white power movement. Really? Yeah, that's what I 90s. thought. I thought
3: I heard about that, like, semi-recently. Yep. I think wow. I
1: read something about that in the what's that magazine OC Weekly or whatever. It was like just basically talking about all these horrible things about OC that no one talks about because it's OC. And one of them was that there's a large there it was it at one time was much larger but there still is a decent sized pro white people movement. Totally shocking in a very rich affluent area
2: with lots well, of rich people. I know OC has a lot of history of like racism against like Hispanics. Oh and yeah, I know they have had a lot of issues with that um, historically, but I didn't know that there was like actual white power. Type well,
1: stuff. to to be pro white, you just have to be anti everyone else. So it, it's it's non discriminatory that way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How is that non discriminatory?
1: It's it's what's that stupid <laughs> term that people use? Equal opportunity discrimination.
2: Oh okay. Well, <laughs> um, so shifting, um, everything here. Uh, <laughs> just, just everything. Um, so I mean, if if it's a little bit easier for us to talk about just discrimination in general, um, what about like sexism? Like, can you guys think of songs that may that have either?
1: We kind of covered that in the last two episodes. Stalking let me or, list, like King. a little
2: bit. But let I mean, me like, let me just look not... through Eminem's discography and then I'll get back. <laughs> yeah, to that's you. That, that, <laughs> good point. I mean, like, are there are there specific like songs <laughs> specific songs that? Um, you can think of that were, uh, that got like bad news or something because people were saying, hey, this mm. is sexist.
1: I know Frank Sinatra said it's okay to hit women. That's,
0: yes, but that was back
1: in like the seventies.
0: Well, Thing. I mean, blurred lines was the big recent one. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. That, that got all kinds of heat for like 5,000 different reasons. There was the naked women. There was the fact that people said it sounded exactly like that Marvin Gaye song.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, Yeah.
2: Now so. lyrically, um, were people saying it was sexist? I mean, I guess I could just sort of see that. I know the the, the music video was kind of. When I
1: was watching borderline. the music video, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't pay attention to the lyrics.
0: Lyrically, yeah, they did say it was sexist because he's he espoused that whole idea of like, you don't really have to say yes because I know you want to fuck me because of the way you're acting. So uh, yeah, well, I that's mean, that is basically off. the theme of the song. So yeah. it's
1: basically it's basically the no means maybe song,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: Oh, speaking of which, did you guys hear that in California they passed, they a, a law, changing the I guess, the terminology from no means no to quote unquote yes means yes, basically meaning, that if they just don't specifically say no, they it it can still be considered, statutory rape or not statutory rape but rape in certain situations.
2: Yes. So, about that. So even if they don't say no, it could still be considered
1: Yeah, I think there has to be an explicit either through action or verbally, an explicit yes. Not just a well, she didn't say no, but she was passed out.
4: Oh god. Good for <laughs> you know, them. that kind
1: of that kind of thing. I know, yeah, I actually thought that was pretty cool.
4: On kind of that note, um do you guys who are who are hip hop fans here? Yeah, some stuff.
1: Like more yeah. and more older hip hop like 80s 90s but yeah
4: do you guys find that sexism is kind of one of the cornerstone yes. themes? yeah of? and does that ever bother you guys
1: yes and yes yeah <laughs> um
4: because that's kind of one totally- of the main hurdles for me to get into the genre and i was just wondering if i was like the odd one out because like it's you know it's still being done today it's always been done I'm, and i never really hear that much about reforming that theme or you know correcting that theme in hip-hop especially in the mainstream. Like, have you guys ever it's, heard it's, of, like, really progressive like, rapper that was, like, staunchly, I'm not really going to rap about those kinds of things?
2: You know, um, Kyle, there was no one that, like, Gary the, actually raps about good stuff. Oh, he does? Yeah. Right. Um, who was the guy, Kyle, that uh, Gary was sending us a couple of videos of?
1: Um, oh, yeah. And Is he, he British? I don't the British remember.
2: Dude? Oh. Um,. I don't even remember the music video. I don't remember his name or the name of the song. But um, I know he sung about like really progressive type themes.
1: Well, Gary's uh, really into that sort of progressive social awareness hip hop, which I, that's the kind of modern hip hop I like too. I'm more into yeah. like, rappers that rap about you know inequality and you know injustice against the poor and stuff that actually means something and people should care about. <laughs> um. But yeah, unfortunately, his name escapes me right now. It was it wasn't Talib Kweli, was it?
2: I don't think so. Oh,
1: because I know he talks about him a lot. Um, but yeah, like people like Common, really famous. I think they're like a duo. I'm not really sure, but Atmosphere, they would rap a lot about like actual social injustice and stuff, which I dig. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, um, shoot, he just had a new video, too. His name is... Let me open Spotify because I have him in my playlist. His name is Stuff. Uh, I actually I actually I kid you not. I have a playlist that calls that is called rap that doesn't suck. <laughs> that's
2: fine. Um, so would I call you a rap fan?
1: Husband, you have that Hobson. Yeah, yeah,
2: him. yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah, Hobson actually he has a really good video. It's called like Mind of Hobson five or six. Yeah. Yeah, that's he it. He completely breaks down all of the stereotypes of other rappers from, you know, drugs to objectification of women and just completely shreds all of it and it's just like why are you stupid stupid people like listening to this crap and basically this kind of stuff is what is keeping you down exactly (laughs) not not bringing you up
2: i mean it is interesting to see that over time you know music has obviously changed in the last 20 years but like themes like that in hip-hop have only gotten more prevalent rather than less Mm -hmm. it's not like it's really changed into something else you know
4: yeah. And I just find it really bizarre, too, because because of the collaborations between rappers and African-American like R&B female pop singers, they would, you know, they would collaborate. But the African-American pop singers, they would be, you know, all about female empowerment. And then, you know, they have this guest spot in, in a rapper's song, a rapper that's known for, you know, objectification of women and things like that. And it just I don't know, it just still blows my mind that that whole disparity is still in the center of the mainstream in terms of rap and hip-hop. It's just really weird to me. You know, me.
2: you could argue that there is... I mean, I think this has been something, too, Is it, about hip-hop, is that racism... I mean, or... How do I say this? I mean, there's been a lot of, like, stuff in hip-hop in the last 10, 20 years of people have being like, that's really racist, like, you guys need to stop. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so, I mean, I feel like that's... It's funny because I think discrimination against blacks really was a huge driving force um kind of like the post civil rights thing in the in the 80s um mm-hmm. how there was yeah. you know they they had the rights but they were still like discriminated discriminated against them in a lot of ways and i think that was a huge driving point of of hip hop at that Probably time hip hop yeah um and it's funny how it's kind of gone from like we're being people are racist against us into like yeah it, 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 it's, it's weird because it started as like kind of an empowerment thing for themselves but now it's just become the point like yeah we're basically staying separate from i mean i, I might be making a wrong claim here but i feel like sometimes it, i feel like they're saying yeah we're we're separate from you we're gonna stay that way you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know a good way to say that
0: <laughs> i definitely think that the artists are more segregated these days than I don't know if they like I to say than they have been in the past might be incorrect. But they're definitely more segregated than the audience is. Like I certainly Oh yeah for sure. Yeah. Like in the audience everybody listens to almost everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But When it comes to the actual artists, it's still hip hop is black. And if you're white, like that's a thing that you're going to have to overcome. And country is, except for that one wagon wheel guy, uh, (laughs) completely white um, with very little crossover. And I think it's weird that the audience intermixing has not made its way to the artist's. In a really, yeah, country. that's really weird. That is that, that's a good way to put it. Um, that they
2: it, it is still music, yeah, you're right. I mean, music really is still segregated in those ways, even today.
4: Why do, why do you think that is if the audiences are mixed, but you don't see that many mixing of the races between genres? Um, maybe
1: because of the maybe because, especially with something like rap or hip hop, because of the areas that they were both thought of, they kind of remained close to those areas. I mean, how many rappers even nowadays brag about? Oh, I'm from the ghetto. You don't see a lot of white people. Maybe maybe Eminem because he's from Detroit. <laughs> you don't see a lot of white people bragging that they're from the ghetto because, unfortunately, because of gentrification and all that. There's not a lot of white people in the ghettos.
2: Right. <laughs> it, it is. Um, it is weird to see though that there's there's still not quite that. It hasn't really homogenized much. It's very still. Very I separated. would actually
3: um. It might have to do with the, uh, the availability of instruments as well. Um, and I say that because, I mean, as, like, a, a white dude, like, when I was younger, like, I played a saxophone because my family could buy a saxophone. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, now I, I don't play it much, but I can play guitar. But, I mean, if you don't have the availability of those instruments, and let's say with rap, Hmm. i would say like more recently there's a lot more um i guess weirder instruments that's that's the best thing i can think of because they're not weird instruments but they're not necessarily popular in rap or hip-hop or whatever um and so let me let me rephrase all that but what i'm saying is if as a kid i don't have the availability of let's say a guitar or a piano or something like that Mm -hmm. but i can like smash on a trash can or hit something like that's all you need for a beat you can right, do yeah. a lot with a beat but and then if i just talk over it or um rap over it do poems over it whatever yeah it's a lot easier than hey guys let's go get a guitar and smoke weed at the college open area <laughs> you know like so i i think it it might have something to do with availability of instruments as well yeah that makes sense to me. i guess mm-hmm not necessarily but i mean it could be like a contributing factor yeah, yeah. no yeah that, that
2: that is a good point i
3: mean if that's what you do when you're a kid then that's probably what you're going to do when you're an adult as well so True. and so True. because let's say i lean towards more rock music yeah. when i'm listening to music and i have kids then i'm probably going to listen to more rock music which means they're going to listen to more rock music
2: yeah so i mean i guess i guess there's a point to that like if you're you know i'm this might be way generalist being generalistic here but you know if if you grow up in, in in a black family and most of the people you know are listening to hip-hop you're going to grow up knowing that is you know that's the kind of music that people listen to so you're, you're very likely going to be listening to that um, in the same way if you grew up in uh, a white family and everyone there listens to country music then generally that's probably what you're going to end up you know listening to throughout most of your life so I think it, part of it, it's weird, because we, we say that the audience has mixed their musical interests a lot, but in some ways, not necessarily.
1: You know, what's you know, a good point about that, Peter? What's a good point about that is a lot of those genres, now that since you said that, it kind of made me think, a lot of those genres, I mean, even really country, if you, if you really go back far enough, were birthed out of like a subversion to their parents' music, hip-hop, country, rock, punk, mm. all of that was birthed out of a subversion for, to the music that their parents listened to. That's true. But then, as you said, you know, as those genres evolve, those people that were subversive have children, and those children yeah. listen to that music, and it then it just becomes this ingrained mainstream thing.
2: Right, so I guess, yeah, exactly, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. So, I mean, I think in the last few generations especially, maybe there's been a little bit less of the rebellion against the parental generations, So you're just kind of taking what? Well, I would
1: say.
3: I mean, there might. I, I don't know if I would say that because I, I would argue EDM is like the most recent yeah, version yeah, you of could that.
1: It, is EDM? I like EDM. Don't get me wrong, but is EDM really subversive, or is it more just like a hey, here's a new genre that our parents didn't have because they didn't have the technology to make it?
3: I I don't know. I'm. I mean, maybe it's kind of. Evolutionary the, well, okay. What, what if I argue very specifically dubstep? Then would that be better?
1: Dubstep is like the mainstream version of EDM, though.
3: Only recently, though. Yeah. It, it definitely r- wasn't for a long time, and I mean, I true. don't think.
1: Well, Dubstep was burst out of dub in England. Hey,
2: pause for a second, guys. It
1: burst out of reggae, yes?
2: Eric, are you still there? Uh, yeah. Okay, um, I think you gotta go, right? Yep, gotta... I gotta roll. Okay, well, thanks for joining us. Um.
1: Yeah, it was nice having you, man.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Bye, Eric. Bye,
4: Eric. Bye. Don't be racist. Have fun. Don't be... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll do my best <laughs> <laughs> Okay So I'm sorry, you were, you were saying Kyle? Or um,
1: something Oh yeah, but even with Dubstep, which again, it, like you said Moo is a popular Suddenly very new Part of EDM That was birthed out of Dub mm-hmm. Out of the ghettos of England Which really came from reggae music from Jamaica Because a lot of Jamaicans immigrated to London in the 70s and 80s. Right. So even that was birthed out of a subversive counterculture, and it just ended up making its way over to the U.S. and be adopted by people with weird haircuts.
2: That's true.
1: Hmm. Like Skrillex. <laughs> so, yeah. boom, you just got historyed. I don't know why I know so much about dubstep for the fact that I don't really listen to it that often. Yeah,
4: yeah
2: that was impressive. Um, um, well... That was impressive. We have this <laughs> podcast because we're supposed to do stuff like that. <laughs> Even though most of the time we don't. Um, yeah, generally, if I mean, if you're brought up with one type of music, then you're probably not going to get a whole lot of exposure to others ones unless you really are active in finding those yourself. Mm-hmm.
4: So we should see a decrease in that with like the rise of the internet and Spotify and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, I, you would think so. I mean you don't really have to listen to what, you don't have to listen to your parents' old records anymore because we don't have records. You know, you just go on Pitchfork or some um, other music criticism site. And most of those sites pretty much have a good amalgamation of genres and styles. Like it's pretty, it would be strange. It would be kind of strange nowadays to see a music publication that does not also discuss rock and hip hop. Yeah, right.
1: good point. It's like the internet is, Blurring the lines, ha ha, tie in, oh, oh. Uh, between genres, because it's allowing... <laughs> tie
2: in from a song that we mentioned like 15 minutes ago. Shut up, Peter, it
1: works. <laughs> um, it's blurring the lines and allowing people who once didn't have access to other genres to really explore those. Yeah. And I guess at that point, then it's just up to them and their own home culture to allow that to be explored. Like,
2: yeah.
1: is some white guy from Texas going to be judged by all of his white guy Texas friends for
4: listening to uh, Tupac. I don't know. Mm.
2: Maybe.
4: I think it's kind of the opposite situation now. I think you kind of gain some cred for listening to music that people would not expect you to listen to. Yeah, that's you a good point. Got, I think I, a lot of yeah. it comes like, from Some that. people who like carry around their broad music taste as a kind of like capital or like a bad yeah. job like yeah yeah Yeah, i'm the white guy that also (laughs) although a lot of
1: that is birthed out of that sort of new millennial hipster culture too as a lot of people take pride in their diversity of likes and diversity in general which is a good thing yeah yeah yeah, when when i tell people hey i listen to soul music from the 60s and 70s they're just like oh what (laughs) but you're white and you're 24
2: <laughs> well usually i don't get the i don't get the response of you are white. i just get like <laughs> i don't even know what that music to, is
1: to, i don't even know what to make of that yeah, yeah. um That's
2: true. i guess i'm going to move this back a little bit a little bit closer to what we were talking about at the very beginning of this which was um how certain genres we i mean i i'm going to go ahead and say that like for example soul music probably wouldn't exist um if not for you know the racism that these people went through and struggled through, now another old, really old episode that we did, Kyle, if you remember, um, it was one where we talked about like music of the future, and we kind of predicted what music is going to sound like forty years from now. And it's oh, yeah. really hard, but we, I mean, we can make educated guesses about that. I guess um, thinking about it the other way around, I mean, how do you guys? I mean, it might be hard to think about this, but. How do you theorize like music would sound today or even, you know, 10, 20 years ago if certain genres like these hadn't come about at all?
4: I was about to ask that same exact question. What would we be listening to if it wasn't for racism? Yeah. Big band music. Yeah, like I'm it just okay never would have stopped. Though. Mr. Sen so okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Be
1: <laughs> <laughs> listening to Bing Crosby even though he's like Well, I don't know about
3: that. I don't I don't know how okay I am with that, but big yeah. band music I'm okay with. So
2: Yeah, I like big band. If it weren't for racism, we would have used that energy towards science and then thought of a way to keep Bing Crosby alive so that <laughs> yes. he could keep playing for us. We're
1: just so put I'm him in pretty one of those happy. And, like,
4: I life.
3: I like <laughs> this world better than the Bing Crosby world, then. So yes. I think racism did a good job. Yeah, I prefer <laughs> the job racism. I prefer
4: the musical culture of the racist well, parallel universe, which is, is our it, parallel universe. Isn't
1: that isn't that always the joke that every sort of a white music genre was either birthed out of or stolen from black music genres? Rock came from blues. Yeah, art like I don't know what disco came from R and B. Disco was definitely a white people thing. Um. Country came from blues too technically.
4: Yeah, that's true. Is it really? I thought they were like kind of coexisting or They were like co- yeah. Temporary they were of kind
1: of co- they were they were kind of coexisting. That's a good point. Like in the 40s and 50s.
4: So would you call um, country maybe like the only purely quote unquote white music genre we have today or popular I, music?
1: I would know? argue like to a degree, yeah.
2: orchestra type music is.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: like big band stuff exactly.
2: Well, some EDM stuff you could say is pretty white. That's true. Um, and
1: ragtime.
4: Sure. <laughs> because yeah. that's... I thought ragtime was black. I thought I it was it, like a jazzification. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, it was. Well. You probably
2: uh, that's probably, a good point. Probably. I thought it was. Maybe. I don't know. So, I mean, I, I I can't even really imagine... I guess it's kind of impossible to think about what music would be like today. Had it, you know, if certain musical developments hadn't happened i mean because like you wouldn't have jazz probably i'm
1: sure i'm sure music still would have evolved through the evolution of you know instruments like the development of the electric guitar the development of synthesizers and computers and all that junk so it would have evolved with the technology more so than it evolves with the culture
2: if that makes any sense or it would have just evolved with the culture in different ways i guess i mean i I, maybe it was a bit strong for me to say that we wouldn't have jazz because i mean I don't know how much of that was rooted in racism as much as just the culture itself. Um, But certainly I like hip hop. You, you could argue that that wouldn't exist. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, like, gosh, I can't, I can't even think about what it's like.
1: If there were no, if there was no discrimination, thus there were no ghetto, you know, enclave areas for poor black people. Yeah, you know, hip hop wouldn't have ever evolved because it evolved out of that struggle.
2: Yeah,
1: soul kind of evolved out of the struggles of the civil rights movement, which would ne- which would have never happened.
2: Right.
1: So yeah, the one the one genre that probably would have survived with black people because that was kind of part of their thing that white people co opted was uh, duop music because really that didn't really evolve out of any struggle. It kind of evolved not really. out of gospel. Yeah, kind that was actually gospel, yeah. But that's not to say that they still wouldn't have religion so that one was kind of more birthed out of religious values yeah than, say,
2: no that that, that's sense. a good point yeah um so i think some form some very close forms you probably would have existed um and then
1: that probably would have evolved into something maybe other than soul i don't know what but
2: so here's a metal, here's a question metal
1: duop. it's like do with metal with metal guitars and shredding and that would be <laughs> awesome
2: here's a question because I mean, you could argue that black, quote unquote, black music didn't really hit the, again, quote unquote, mainstream until at earliest the 60s. Uh, um, i late 50s. Or maybe late 50s. I mean, do you think it would have happened a couple decades earlier had there not been that separation culturally?
1: I think it would have happened during the time of jazz music. Yeah. I mean, it, as, as we were saying before with jazz, like, white people would sneak into these black only jazz clubs and think that they're cool if there was no. You know, separations back then, right. then jazz would have evolved equally for both cultures, I guess. So I guess
2: uh, there really never would have been much of a division. of, really, uh, because it would have just evolved side by side. That's uh-huh. interesting.
1: We would never have Chuck Berry, that's sad.
2: Well, he would have existed. <laughs> nope. He would
3: have be existed. Playing. Something else. Wouldn't have existed. Wouldn't have even been alive.
1: It's like uh, it's like Back to the Future. Like Chuck Berry just stares at a picture of himself and he disappears. And he's like, "No,
2: <laughs> come back, racism." Oh, it was all a dream. <laughs> racism. <laughs>
1: uh, that might have been the worst thing we said. <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying a lot.
2: We probably should have prefaced this episode by saying this, but I guess I want to just come out and say, like, obviously, we're not saying that racism is in any way good. We're not oh, no. saying, like, oh, good thing racism exists, because we wouldn't we're, have this type we're of We're just music. acknowledging it's
1: important We're saying, yes, exactly. Yes. We're, we're saying
2: exactly. that you, as bad as it is, you cannot avoid the impact it's had on music. And, um, like I said, we probably should have said that at the beginning.
1: <laughs> yeah. Preface, we're all white here. Yeah, Or yeah. um,
4: the side would be to say that... Um, we're so glad that something so beautiful as these genres came out of something, something so horrendous. So that's, that's, that's true. Good
1: point.
4: Yes. Let's take that stance.
1: Good point. So, with that aside, do we have anything else to add to this convo? I think we've certainly spread the spectrum of like all social injustice ever at this point,
2: <laughs> including little people. Which I never would have expected to come from this. Have you
4: ever seen The Legend of Dewey Cox, the John C. Riley movie? No. Oh, that sounds
1: familiar. I don't know (gasps) if I've seen it or not.
4: Come on! Okay, well, John C. Riley, he basically goes through the history of popular music from Bob Dylan up to the present, and it's kind of like he, it's like a parody of um, several different music genres, but... It struck me when you brought up that Randy Newman song, uh, the parody about uh, midgets, mm. because in the movie, there's a segment where John C. Reilly plays a Bob Dylan-like character, and the Bob Dylan parody song is Let Me Hold You, Little Man. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was. You guys should definitely see that movie. It's insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've heard of the name. I don't know if I ever saw it. I don't that's know why. I, I was thinking of the one where it was a parody of that movie, Walk the Line.
4: Yes. Yeah, it is but, a parody of the of Walk Hard. Wait, Life. is is that the it's movie? Walk Hard. Yeah, Walk Hard: The Legend of. Dewey That's Fox. okay. I have seen that then. Do you remember that sequence, the Bob Dylan one, where like? I, I remember. next to his friend. He's like, "What the fuck is this song about?"
1: I remember. Yeah, I do, I think I do remember that because I remember at the end he had like a bunch of kids and that was weird too. Yes. Yes. Um. He has a bunch of kids. And the part where he was like in like the um, drug clinic for like drugs and he's like I'm hot and I'm cold at the same time yes. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that part specifically. And
4: he actually gets his big break in towards the beginning of the movie when he when he gets to he finally gets to sing at the all black um jazz club. And the song oh, yeah. he sings is You Gotta Love Your Negro Man <laughs> I think that was just it, it, he packs so many so much commentary into race and music oh. in that one hilarious scene. Yeah. It's like the black or the white janitor finally gets to sing a song and the one he picks is the worst possible one. It was amazing. I highly recommend it. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's a long time ago. I gotta download that or something. Or pay.
4: Legally, of course.
2: Le- <laughs> legally. I gotta legally torrent that movie. Um What was I gonna say? Oh, uh, wasn't Bob Dylan like he was either like really super racist or he super wasn't racist. I don't remember. <laughs>
4: I think he would, I, think I he mean, I don't been. know in particular, but I'm pretty sure he would lean towards not racist, right?
1: No, he was super not racist. He was either really progressive or he was, really, was big, or he's big, really racist,
4: I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. he was a big no, figure sw- in um, the Civil Rights Movement. Oh, like, that's so. right. Oh. Yeah. So
1: He was part of that whole early 60s hippie sort of Greenwich Village movement.
4: Although there have been claims of his sexism. Yeah. That doesn't really that's... surprise me. It's the 60s everyone was back <laughs> yeah. then. I hate to absolve him in that way, but yeah. A lot of people were. Sexy. He was a product of the
1: times. Yes. Yes. But um yeah, I guess considering we've probably covered all of these social injustices and probably fixed them all because we're three white guys, we can fix all this stuff with enough money. Um but no, sure. and serious. <laughs> I'm making fun of politicians.
2: Throw money at the racism problems.
1: Yeah. Every time I think of that, I think of that South Park episode where they figure out that the way to solve AIDS is to just literally yes. inject yourself with money, yes. and that was just like an awesome commentary on how white affluent people think that oh, we can solve every problem with if we just throw enough money at it. <laughs> um. But anyways, I think considering we've covered just about every genre, or of whatever ever i think peter what do you think about wrapping this up a bit?
2: i think we could wrap this up i think
1: we could wrap a nice little bow on this
2: yeah a little funky bow um so thanks for joining thanks, us out of
1: afro <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks for joining us guys uh we appreciate you giving us your insight in this conversation um so Tuesday. for you listeners we also thank you as well we owe a bit of this to you i guess um, that we've made it 100 episodes through. Uh, honestly, I there were times where I was pretty sure we were never going to make it this far. Yeah, same. Um, but I'm glad that we have, and it's been really fun so far. So here's to another 100 episodes. I don't know if that'll yeah. happen, but... Because um, we might run out of stuff to talk about. Oh, it'll about. happen. It'll happen. Well...
3: Well, then you just talk about Dubstep instead, because uh, obviously
1: Kyle's so knowledgeable about it. It's the future of music.
2: <laughs> Isn't Dubstep my already, on, like, the That's down the thing? Huh? Isn't Dubstep already, like, going out?
1: Um, sort of. It's kind of devolving. Well, into so did Funk. Steps. Well, yeah, a oh, long time ago. low <laughs> blow, low blow.
3: Woppa! But seriously, right, though. Right in my afro. Legit. You could you could talk about Dubstep. It would be fantastic. You Let's can also. Talk about, talk about their hair. It's
1: like, this is Dub Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I associate that with the Inception sound, but.
2: <laughs> well, didn't Dubstep start right around that same time that that movie came out?
1: Yeah. And uh, never...
2: actually, that sound started Dubstep. Yes. <laughs> well, <there you>
1: go. <laughs> Everyone knows Christopher Nolan invented Dubstep. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Well, if you've. Listen to every single episode, including this one. We congratulate you because we're pretty sure no one's ever done that except for us. Because we were in them. Um, uh, If this is your first time listening, then we also welcome you to Funk Radio. You're a little bit late for the show. Just kidding. Uh, We will take people in whenever we want. Or whenever you want, I suppose. Uh, Be sure to check out our 99 episodes prior to this as well. If there's anything that uh, strikes your fancy, go ahead and listen. But, uh, yeah. So, if you want to, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk, and you can see when new episodes come out pretty much immediately, as well as other fun facts and music and stuff that we post there throughout the week. So, it's pretty cool. Yay. Um, at the moment, I still think we're not on iTunes, so I'm not even gonna mention that. Boo. Boo. But, um, you can find our episodes on hcn.tv where you can get the latest pop culture news stuff and also other podcasts as well, not just ours. And uh, stuff like that. So it's pretty cool.
1: Okay, so, yes, this has been our 100th episode. Thanks Yay. for listening. Yeah.
2: There was something else I was going to say, but I can't remember. So, thanks for listening for the 100th time, listeners.
1: Yay. Sounds good. Okay, bye.
2: Bye.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was abrupt. Yep. See ya. Bye. Okay.
1: Wait. wait did we introduce our guests? No.
2: You just said bye.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, I told okay, them. Let's do that. I
2: told them thanks for coming, but I didn't. We didn't like.
1: You. You uh, need to do it by name, Peter. Be polite.
2: Andrew, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate. Yeah.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> thank you. Welcome.
2: And Moo, thanks for joining us as
3: well. Thank you for having me and my Taylor Swift.
2: We've never that's had you on and not had you discuss Taylor Swift, so...
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just comes with the territory.
2: I like Taylor Swift. We, yeah, we know. And thank you, Kyle, for joining us today.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, K. Okay, bye.
2: And thank me, uh, Peter, for, for being it. on the episodes as well.
1: Yay, this is the most you've... stupid
2: outro we've ever done.
1: This is literally the <laughs> dumbest outro we've ever done.
2: It's all come down to and,
1: And thank Martin Luther King for giving us soul music.
2: Single-handedly. Yes. Okay, I think we need to end there. Bye.
1: (laughs)
4: Bye. See ya. Stay not racist, kid.
0: If you want to hear more awesome podcasts like this one, visit etn.tv. Thanks for listening.